yeah, Skype used Skype used to be the like uh, the top notch of this kind of service, right? Like it, it was, was like, like pre FaceTime. It was like the Kleenex, right? Where if you saw somebody's face, you just were calling it Skype, irrespective of what like the program actually was, right? We were, yes. calling, it, we were calling it Skype. We were calling Zoom Skype for for a while. Like it was Skyping. Yeah. Like Wild. FaceTiming was called Skyping. Why? What, what are they doing? What's Skype doing? No idea. Losing money? That's a good question. If we lose Zoom, we're going back to Skype, though. Right. That's kind of what they're banking on, I think. They're like, we'll, we'll be here. We'll leave the lights <laughs> on for you. Uh, I guess I should tell you guys what the hell this is you're listening to. This yeah, is the should. 5 on 5 podcast presented to you by Skype and directmusicservice.com. <laughs> uh we do this every week promo code f-i-v-e-o-n-f-i-v-e we'll save you some bucks over there hey and if Uh, you're watching on youtube go ahead and hit the like hit the subscribe and ding the bell every time we drop a video it's just that easy it's just that easy we're back with another episode a lot of good feedback last week from the psalm one episode psalm is a fucking legend you know i i was thinking back uh upon that interview and uh before we before we get into this week's episode, are we all Project Pat? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. I think that has been established before, but yes. Okay, uh, still. That, that yeah. was that was established well before Psalm. Greg, are you Project Pat or Trick Daddy? I'm Trick Daddy. <laughs> and and for reasons. I was just really, really into Take It to the House when it came out. Like not just the song, the I video. probably <laughs> the I not probably, just the song. I could probably write the script for "Take It to the House" from memory, and <laughs> film it with us four, and get damn close to. <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed to this. I who's, playing, who's playing Trina? I'll Ooh. play Trina. I mean, there I know the, I know the parts better than anybody else. I know. Why don't you play all four part. parts, Greg? I like. <laughs> A real nutty um, professor. Yeah. <laughs> and and on top of on top of take it to the house in the wind. And it's funny because I just finished the Psalm One interview today. And I liked Sugar, man. Yeah. That song with CeeLo Green and Ludacris, yeah. primarily because of how great Ludacris was, though. I'm not gonna act like Trick Daddy stole the show there, but Ludacris's verse there is pretty solid. And it's I at the think- forbidden tempo. It is. Yeah. It what is, is it? One twenty-two. No. Is it that it's fast? Slower. I think slower. it's like one ten. Well, it's one ten to one fifteen. Is like the uh, tempo. No man's land. Mm-hmm. No man's land. I yeah. feel like. Oh, I but play, sugar is like. I I'm think gonna you, say sugar is one twenty because I yeah, play, you play sugar and I play with gossip folks. Mm. Dro Dro in the wind is the forbidden tempo. That's like one sixteen, one seventeen. I believe yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I get those two confused. It's kind of like the same song. It's close. It's damn close. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Phenom, down the street from me, Nick Lopez, down the street from him, Jupiter Williams. And our special guest today, we work with this guy a lot. In, in some form or fashion, we see this guy yes. at least a couple times a week. I, he comes into the record store. I DJ with him. Neek DJs with him. Travis always sees him when he's out here in Vegas. It's Cousin Greg. Ladies Cousin and gentlemen, Greg, yes. Greg Davis, Greg Davis, make some noise. Boom, 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 boom. Thanks for having yes. me. I appreciate Cousin it. Cousin Greg. 
This it. is this is overdue. Uh, Greg is a constant in all of our lives, yes. and uh, it's about damn time. As someone that's listened to the show, one, I'm surprised you want to be on it. So thank you for <laughs> joining us. And two, it's long overdue, and we're glad to have you here, man. How are you? I'm great, man. I'm great. I feel like we've had this podcast before, just not recorded, which I guess is what separates a regular conversation from a podcast. But I mean, I've definitely had hours with you guys about a myriad of topics. So this yes. will be fun. Yes. This yes. will be fun. It, it's kind of been like one of us is DJing, podcast topic comes in, we start kind of having an aside. The booth where you guys play at, at uh, We All Scream, is very good for that little seat next to the booth and the conversation back uh-huh. and forth. Uh-huh. The, and and not many booths are like that without it being awkward, but they yeah. should, you can just be like, you know, look at this guy. Look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that spot is gold. I, I feel slightly more like a failure every time somebody sits there. Cause I feel like I lost out on something because it's either <laughs> sitting there or it's standing, uh-huh. which I don't want to do personally. Right. Right. Or right. it's like sitting 700 feet away. So yeah. it's a good spot. The ice cream store. Spot. Yeah. Good, yeah. 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 You're out by the ice cream shop. <laughs> yeah. Once, you, once you're over there, it's like, you don't know what the hell's going on. You can, you know, it's a different ball game. Um, you and Neek have been DJing together for how long now? Yeah. How long has this relationship been budding? Oh, yeah. 15 months, give or take. We started... So Nick and I, if my memory serves correct, and I believe it does, Nick and I were actually the first DJs at We All Scream. Mm. Only, yeah, because, so. only because the, I think the cone opened an hour before the back patio opened. I believe it was like 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock. My memory could be a little... Oh, fun. okay. No, you're right. It was... But, but it's funny because Nick and I knew each other passively at that point. Mm. and we both got a completely different descriptor for what our friday nights at we all scream were supposed to be no way so it was (laughs) (laughs) so i showed up with uh like the weekend and dua lipa and neek showed up with like house stuff (laughs) and i had zero house experience whatsoever so i was just like all right we're going to give this a go. And so without Neek, I would have never known how to spin house music. And it's funny because I'm pretty certain at the beginning, Neek was like, oh, the fuck am I doing here? Mm-hmm. And now we've done probably has to be 100 gigs together. Has to be. Uh, has yeah. to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we met probably right before the pandemic then started seeing each other a little bit after the pandemic. And then in May of last year, started DJing at least once a week together. Now Mm. it's at least twice a week together. So Mm. now how long have you lived in Vegas? Oh, I mean, for the vast majority of my life, even if there's like uh, moments where I'm not here. I mean, I went to middle school in Vegas. I went to high school in Vegas. Like, yeah, Vegas is home. Vegas is home. And, and the Philly ties are? So if you guys want the story, I was born in Mexico. Hmm. I won't give you the, re- the, the reason why, because that's a completely different story. Oh. But I was born <laughs> in Mexico. Um, my parents were from Philadelphia. And when I left Mexico, 
my first city to live in was Philadelphia. I spent my summers in Philly as well as uh, South Jersey. So like we would go to the shore down there. Um, and I grew up with a very, very passionate sports fan for a mom. Mm. So it was Philadelphia Eagles, Philadelphia Flyers, Sixers, Phillies all the time. Mm. So even while being raised in Vegas, um, I was still raised in the Philly culture. Right. Mm. Mm. So I, I didn't have a I didn't have a really traditional Vegas upbringing whatsoever because every opportunity I had, I was basically forced to go. No, you're a Philly kid, mm. even you know, even if I wasn't explicitly one. Mm. So in your fabric, would you say the Philly cheese is top three sandwiches of all time? And I'll open that up to all you motherfuckers. I would say it's the number one hot sandwich. That's fair. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say, hold on. Sandwiches from Philly are the number one sandwiches. That's what I'm going to say, because it's more than just cheesesteak. Like you can get a, like a, a pulled pork sandwich there, a roasted pork sandwich there. The, the sandwiches mm. in Philly are top notch, in my opinion. Bodega, bodega sandwich. Yeah, even Wawa sandwiches, yeah. even a Wawa, Wawa sandwich. sandwich trumps most sandwich places elsewhere. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. fucked because it's it's like what is it a gas station fast food? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's incredible. A, it's like a turned up AMPM. Yeah, <laughs> it's a sophisticated AMPM. Why don't we have that? Why is that? That just never made it past where? Like Philly, Wawa's only exists in Philly. They're they're in more states now in the East Coast, but they haven't yeah. made it out here. My reason, and I'm saying this with absolutely no business acumen whatsoever. This will be the clip. This will be the clip we use. So. <laughs> I, I think it was just one of those things where we had 7-Elevens. We didn't need Wawa's. Mm. Oh, yeah. Even 7-Eleven in the States is so fucking mid, though, compared to Japan. Like, you look at everything that they're doing in the fast food spots in Japan and, and like, 7-Eleven and stuff like that. They have spicy fried chicken. They have all sorts of sandwiches. Like, in the States, it's like, eh. 7-Eleven is actually owned, is actually Japanese owned. Oh, is oh I didn't it? know that. Yes, okay. uh, which is why it's so turned up in Japan. It used to be an American company. It was founded in Texas. Um, at some point, they were about to go belly up because they grew too fast. Mm. And a Japanese company came in and saved them from bankruptcy, bought them, and made the Japanese versions fucking insane. Like. Mm. They just went crazy, and the U.S. uh they're just they're not standard, obviously. Like Slurpees were a big deal back when they came out and all that stuff, but it, it's just not like they don't have the kind of food that we have out here. Japan does everything better. So we stick significantly with food better right now. I know we got into corporate food real quick. I don't know how I we mean, did that. So yeah, let's just knock that out real quick. Knock it out, right? Gre- uh, Gregory Michael Davis. What is the Gregory <laughs> Michael Davis meal, and where is it? Damn. The Gregory Michael Davis meal. I mean, if we're going to be real, the Gregory Michael Davis meal is just having coffee in the morning until I hate myself. Mm. That's the Gregory Michael Davis meal. It's just stomach hurting and then I'll eat. But like a fast food restaurant. We got to make it corporate. So I we like, can still do that, but it has to be in a, at a place. Yeah, I like it in and out, Starbucks. Man. 12 coffees at McDonald's. Here's your order, sir. Uh, Fast food, I'm going to flip a coin between Raising Cane's and In-N-Out. 
I'm I'm pretty basic in that respect. Uh, and then I mean I I really like a white chocolate mocha from Starbucks. I like that I can feel the diabetes. You know, like I'm just two more sips away from losing my foot to the diabetes in the Starbucks <laughs> parking lot. It's a fucking warlock of a meal. I know, right? And a meal. Oh, that's a meal, yeah. It's a collaboration meal, between Starbucks and Canes. Let's and do it. Toilet, and your toilet. And your toilet. You gotta eat <laughs> it on the toilet. On my toilet. And then I get a and then I get a double double from In and Out as a reward for not dying. Oh my god. Wow. Okay. That's the move. Wow, right. a nice light lunch to start off the episode. I love that. <laughs> yeah. helps, me keep, helps me keep my girlish figure. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know if I've ever had a white chocolate mocha. Is that that's mm. the best thing on the menu? You we just did today. the frozen lemonade. Like we did the frozen egg. lemonade. We tried the frozen lemonade. That's the a Starbucks. The they, yeah, they just they've just brought them out this uh this summer. Okay. Um, I thought it was good. It was it's fine. Pretty it's good. fine. It's just it's it's a lemonade, so it's very sugary, but it's great. They have three different flavors. We got the uh, sh- we got the pineapple dragon fruit. Yeah, dragon fruit's a bizarre fruit. Dragon fruit is a dumb fruit. Yeah, you never. <laughs> it looks great, but it tastes like nothing. You never see dragon fruit though. I haven't been like walking down the street and go, oh, fucking dragon fruit. There it is. You can see dragon fruit at like Trader Joe's, I think, or Sprouts. They have them at Sprouts. And um, they're they're very pretty, but they're bland. They don't taste like anything. Yeah, I have no idea what a dragon fruit even looks like. It's like a pink. It looks, honestly, it looks fake. Like it looks like a, uh, like an anime fruit. (laughs) I, I would not be able to pick out a dragon fruit in a fruit like prison lineup no would not no. be able to if it you saw like, it you'd be like that's not normal <laughs> it looks like something you look at under a microscope like, like it does uh, that's like exactly a, what a it looks cell like. or something like an amoeba um it looks like an amoeba yeah like a human amoeba that's a dragon fruit oh uh, yeah could be dragon fruit could be COVID 19 you don't doesn't, know it does not look delicious Mm-mm. no it doesn't doesn't look great um but you just never see that in the wild but since we are talking about fast food and we are talking about mistakes and we are talking about nightmare scenarios on the toilet, I want to talk <laughs> about more technical difficulties. We're talking about all technical difficulties today. You see that segue, Kings Trav? You see, see how we went down I the block, it. up the like street, it. and back like around? A little bit of a like reach, it. but it works. I like it. I'm going to keep the song playing. I'm going to drive through my neighborhood yeah, and come absolutely. back home. Yeah. <laughs> Song's not yeah. over yet. Yeah. Uh, no, I submitted today. I, I fired it off into the X sphere, the Twitter sphere. I'm still calling it Twitter. I don't give a call fuck. Call it Twitter. I'm Twitter. calling it Twitter. I tweeted, Twitter. I tweeted something. I didn't X something today. No, you tweet. I tweeted, you tweet it. I tweeted something out. Would the alternative be to zed it? Mm. Zed it. <laughs> I zeded something out today. I zeded something out today. Uh, I said, uh, DJ Twitter, we're talking about technical difficulties today on the podcast. Tell me your worst story. And I got a fucking gaggle of stories from, from DJs around the world. But I want to start with our guest first, Dr. Greg Davis. Tell me your worst, your worst, the juiciest I mean, DJ technical I mean, difficulty. My entire DJ career is probably a technical difficulty <laughs> for, being, for being real. But the worst one, and, and I love this. I had this gig at a hotel in Vegas. I show up ready to go. 
nothing's working. I eventually have to go and um, get like a controller. I have to leave my gig, hunt down a controller. They brought me in there to be there every week. I get an email like the next day and they were like, we thought you were more like technically sound or something. We're going to go with another DJ. The other DJ comes in the following week, has the exact same issue. Love that. Can't can perform at all because he can't just go grab a controller somewhere. And they messaged me back and they were like, hey, our mistake, I'd like to, we'd like to bring you back. And I was like, basically, no, thank you, but very, very tongue in cheek. And we, I have no idea to this day what the issue was, but it was just so funny to have all these eyes on me treating me like an incapable human being just for it to be a long-standing issue. I believe that the person they replaced me with and then subsequently replaced him with also had the exact same issue. And now they just have an acoustic guitar player there. <laughs> so we can't <laughs> fuck this up. It's just a yeah. guitar, it's mic'd up, maybe it's not, and this guy's singing. That's, no that's all it is. That's all it is now. That so, is fantastic. <laughs> and, uh, and we had everybody. I called, I had PDOT on FaceTime. <laughs> I, ha I had, I had, shout out. everyone calls P shout out. Yeah, for around. real. Like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I had P dot on FaceTime. I had like two AV techs from a different company, like on the horn. And we like tried to Royal Rumble it, like 30 people trying to fix it at one time. Nobody could. So I just got the controller. Ended up doing like a 45 minute set because it was, it was meant to be three hours. But yeah. by the time I came back, 45 minute set. And for nobody at this point, Ugh. it was like, no. I was just DJing for the person who could not fix the issue. It's ultimately <laughs> what it just to show to them be. like, Hey, it's not yeah, like I, I can play a song. Here's yeah. a song. Here's another one. But that that's the worst one. And it gave me just like, I was borderline ulcer from anxiety. Yeah. Just, it was bad. It was not fun. Oh my God. Uh, I faced, I faced some shit last night. Some some shit went down. Oh, let's hear it. <clears throat> um, I'm playing an early event. Totally fine. Everything goes six to nine. Boom, boom. Done and done. They reset the room from nine to ten thirty. It was an hour and a half reset, but I kept music going. Um, and my computer went into sleep mode. It went with the screensaver up, but the music's still playing through Serato. And then we go through the reset and then it's time for me to hop on again and usually 10 out of 10 times nine out of 10 now i restart my computer mm -hmm. i always restart my computer before i do a dj set no matter what's going on kind of give the computer a fresh start and i didn't do that last night so i was like oh i'm good i'm just gonna you know fire this up and music's already playing so i'm just gonna push my finger down on the computer, get it out of sleep mode and run back into Serato and keep going. Everything's going fine for a while. So we get to peak time, we get to midnight and a message pops up and says, your system is out of memory. You need to shut down something right now, which granted, I know I'm going to get a lot of flack. I'm going to get some guff for this on the podcast. I keep my computer. It's a MacBook Air. I keep it with about 10 gigs free on my computer, which many would say that's not enough. 
It's not enough. Many, many would say. Many, many would say that is not, not enough. But I usually have no issues. I play night after night. I play four or five times a week and no problems. It's a great M1. It does its thing. Uh, Mac, if you want to sponsor me, my email will be right in the <laughs> messages, whatever you need. So I click out of the message. Fuck it. We're going commando. We're now. still going. <laughs> we got one speed. I don't I don't have a choice. The sound is over there. I can't oh switch to the house sound real quick, blah blah blah. Yeah. Pops up again. Hey. And I go, okay. All right. This is a little alarming. I click out again. Subsequently, every minute or so moving forward it keeps popping up now i'm not feeling as confident as i once was from clicking out oh i don't care oh click whatever <laughs> to, hey idiot yeah the, uh, the last time you go to click it it's like a hesitant click just like should i <laughs> yeah 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 it's each time I'm clicking out of it, it's it's kind of like becoming more frail. Like, should I just move it to the side instead of closing it? <laughs> Pop that window right up front there. And um, shit starts to go haywire. Oh, so here's starts, shit skipping. starts doing the robot. Starts, here's yeah. what happened. Did you get the red dot on the corner of your Serato? Oh, oh no. Yeah. I didn't get any of that. Oh, here's no. what happens. I'm playing Beyonce. Um, shit, I don't even remember what song. Um, be crazy give me body. Love. Give me Ooh. body. Ooh, okay. are you to the dance part? I, I don't even know. I'm to the sweat my ass off part. Yep. Uh, I notice that the song starts acting a little weird. And then it just slowly stops. It comes to a screeching halt, but very, very slowly. Uh, you, shout out. Your computer said that's DJ enough. Screw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Computer said that's enough, buddy. I said you don't have enough. Yeah. Yeah, I said, <laughs> click me one more time. Yeah, yeah. turn this shit off. I'm clicking on you, motherfucker. <laughs> click me and I'll click you back. <laughs> click you back. Uh, so Give the you play the screwed button. and chopped version of your computer. <laughs> yep, yep. The play button is still illuminated. So I'm like, this You're is like, not I, good. I should be able to still go. <laughs> no, I'm good. I can still go. And uh, the track is in full stop now. And I'm like looking down. It's peak time. Place is packed. And oh it's my ooh, God. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So the other side is still playing. Because mind you, I was mixing in the other song when this shenanery happened. Oh no! No, so I'm mixing into. I'm train wrecking. I'm. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm tapping hot cues. I'm jogging the wheel to catch up. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're not gonna die here. We're come good. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. There's plenty of system space on this guy. I can speed it up, you know. And uh, I just do the worst train wreck ever into uh rump shaker oh, and so people wow. recognize the drums and they start cheering they're like oh it's fucking rump shaker and it gets into it check baby check and meanwhile 
I know something is wrong. I know that yeah. this we're down to one channel. Yeah. And we got two hours left. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to make this happen. <sighs> so I go to load another song into the other side and it accepts the song, but it throws it in reverse and starts spinning backwards 200 BPMs like fast, like fast, like a windmill. Oh. I try to switch back and forth, you know, from, I was like, in my mind, I'm like, I'll just play the left channel on reverse for the whole night. <laughs> yeah. Which I've done, which yeah. I have done. Yeah. Like, like, why walk to work when I can crawl to work? You know? <laughs> oh, like if you, like, so for example, I, Greg, if you put it in reverse with the keyboard on accident, you just throw the CDJ in reverse. Yeah, sometimes yep. that's yeah. the quickest. You know, sometimes I, you'll I, go to search and you'll press A. Yeah. And you think you're typing something in. Yeah. And then you just flip that bad yep. boy up really quickly. That is so funny. I've done that exact same thing, not realizing how to mm -hmm. get out of reverse. I mean, yeah. I've never done it at 200 BPM. You know, you probably could have just played a Missy Elliott song and it would have played the lyrics yep. the right way. <laughs> God, why didn't I just do that for two hours straight? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you know, none of this would have happened if you were an acoustic guitarist. Bingo. 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 God damn it, Greg. Why did I have you on the show, Greg? God damn it. I'm just, I'm just here for logic. I'm just here for logic. Um, And then... I grab somebody, I grab one of the servers and, and she looks at me like I'm from another planet, you know, and, and I was like, you gotta switch over, play a real banger song. My computer's fucking on the fritz, whatever. DJ responsibilities. Yeah. yeah like, what yeah. song should I play? She's like, yeah. I don't know. I'm just going to turn it on. Whatever's on's on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so she's like, oh, I'll have to grab somebody. And I was like, we got no time. I'm <laughs> looking and I'm hearing and the song's starting to cut in and out. And I know I'm down to one fucking channel. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I grab the bar back and I'm like, the bar back knows, knows his way around all situations here. That's My true. thought was the bar back is probably a DJ as well. In most yeah. cases. Yeah. You're not wrong. Honestly, yeah. the, lately that's been the case. You know, <laughs> the show has taught me not only do they bar back, they're also a really competent DJ as exactly. well. So I grab the bar back and I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm fucked up here. I need you to switch over. So he switches over and it's, it's a playlist. So they're not running like Spotify. It's just like, get what you get. And it's, uh, if you are what you say you are um. and right from the chorus. And I was like, okay, totally different vibe, but we'll work with it. You know, we're pretty yeah. close in BPMs here. So that yeah. gives me a little bit of time such a slow song though and the crowd is like eh, what's going on i restart my computer and ended up pulling it off and hopped into cuff it right out of that Ooh. as the song was ending Ooh. and saved my ass and then uh got tipped out uh later on in the night and just gave that money to the bar back i was like dude you're the man for the for the this lupe fiasco nice. uh addition to the evening yeah lupe serato fiasco but with uh, that being said, we have a myriad of stories to read here. Uh, I'm just going to read a couple. Trav, Nick, do you guys want to throw in a technical difficulty real quick before I read other people's? I mean, my car battery died on me this weekend. So, that sucks, actually. That's, it's, it's not DJ related, late, but late, that sucks. Late to the gig. We're, 
Were you, playing playing the gig, so. were you playing rum shaker at the time i was i was not playing rum shaker at the time Damn. unfortunately you know your right. car battery would have never died if you were driving an acoustic guitar to work yeah. <laughs> it's just that every easy time Travis. every single time God. <laughs> uh nick i know your guys is mixer shit out this weekend right oh my god yes oh, yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you were hiding that from the podcast or what. I'm like, Paula, why'd you have to rebuy? I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. We had. um, Hey, they're um, calling him Scuba Gooding Jr. I saw that. I saw that today. It was so good. Oh, my God. So the uh, mixer. uh, We've explained it before. Our company is owned by many. uh, Oh. Our club is owned by a company that owns many of the clubs on the block. So the DJ gear is kind of like all shared. It's communal. It's communal. Um, So we have at least one CDJ out of like the 13 or 14 we have or whatever. That's has a faulty jog wheel that hasn't been fixed yet. And um, we start the night off with that one. We're like, we need to swap this out. We're doing instant doubles this this has got to go because we can't scratch. So they swap it out. Maybe, I don't know, an hour later, two hours later. Um, the mixer just turns off. It just powers off. Inexplicably. Inexplicably it, to this day. And so what I guessed was, is that there was a, a short somewhere, like something wasn't plugged in all the way somewhere in the line. And it made the mixer go into um, power saver mode. Yeah. Like as if it like had a short. Um, Because I had to unplug and replug it and hold the sleep button like or the wake up (laughs) button. It was a whole thing. Meanwhile, sorry to interrupt. Meanwhile, people are walking by us going, come on, DJs. Of course. As if, oh, as yeah. 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 yeah, it's not my as, fault. Yeah, There's that, no DJ booth more accessible in the United States than the one you guys play in every Friday and Saturday. It's oh, so we are true. with the people. We oh, are. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And like they were treating us like at some point in our set. <laughs> I looked at Nick and I went, "You know what would really go off right now? Silence." Like they treated me like it was a decision I made. Said, you know what? Fuck you, people. You don't get a song right now. Y'all yeah. start acting right enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody, we're in timeout for ten minutes. And everybody who walked by, walked by with like, "Come on!" Like, all right. <laughs> like they were mad at us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, I'm not frantically time. back here trying to fix things. Oh, I was yeah. miserable. Nothing on my face indicates that this was meant to happen. Right. No. Yeah. I'm like, there's, stressed. there's no look. Yeah. Um, that's hey, honestly, now I think uh, about it, that's probably the most. That That's the worst one that's ever happened to me. Well, we did have the uh, the DVS issue a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh, my God. Yes. Right before I went to Portland, I had never done DVS before. Uh, Nick gave me a really quick crash course at his house. And I'm thinking to myself, like, let's do it at the club. So I'm ready when I do the the gig in Portland. Ten minutes into it, everything's going smooth, no issues. Inexplicably, the left deck would just, you'd play a song, 98 BPM, 15 seconds into it, it's dropped down to 65 BPM. And we could not, for the life of us, figure out what it was. 
uh, we reset everything and then it started happening on the right deck. So mm. we just had to nix the entire DVS experience. Mm. Uh, well, it turned out, it turned out to be the turntables. Because yes. I was like, they are physically slowing down. Hmm. I had that beat jump issue, remember? I've had that over at um, uh, Lucky, Day. Lucky Day. Yeah. You had the beat just, jump issue where it was it, jumping in BPM. It would drop down like 10 BPM, 8 to 10. It was similar to that, except it was like 50%. Mm. And it was actually the turntable's motor like slowing down. Mm. Slowing down. Yeah. It was a very um, bizarre, like, the. I mean, it's a lot of gear. If you have 20 CDJs and one of them is broken, or you have 10 turntables and one pair is broken. Yeah, yeah. I mean, getting a good pair of 1200s now in a club, good luck. Good luck. Like, you're better off just buying new gear, like new turntables. Yeah. Like, that can, I don't know. People don't service service them. Drinks get thrown on them. I know, seeing now, everybody, everybody here just brings their own controller now. So every yeah. spot they go to now like and yeah. now now i'm thinking like god it makes so much more sense now like i kind of get where the new if you're not if, from. if it's turntables yeah i mean but even the cdjs aren't being taken care of in clubs that's what i'm that, saying like, so that's why everybody's bringing their i own just had a gig last night here. where the effects button is just completely gone it, it just doesn't work hmm. it doesn't turn on yeah. so I, I had to do it the old-fashioned way Filters and squashes. Introducing every song as you're mixing it in. Would they yeah, let you yeah. bring your? Would they Coming let you bring your own controller? A, yeah, but I ain't doing all that. I ain't walking through the casino with all. You know what I mean? How like with a, I, if I get a rolly like that jetpack rolly bag, maybe. Mm-hmm. But even that's too much. I I got a little tote bag with my laptop. We just ain't echoing tonight. So here's here's the thing though. With all of these technical difficulties. When you're playing, this is in the back of your head for the rest of the set, no matter what oh, time 100%. the first half. Oh, yeah, it fucks up. 100%. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. And yeah. you're not playing as yourself. You're playing as a man with a gun to his head, basically, yeah. like because you're at the mercy of, of the technology. You're trying to overcompensate. You're trying to create, like, a fun time. Be, like, despite that, like, sorry, we had that. Here's back that ass up to make up for it or whatever like it's that tiktok girl dancing and crying that girl that was going through the moves yes and yes like, yes that's that's what that's what you are you know uh bird peterson shared a story with us he said no joke i was on tour with mastercraft and we were doing a beach club in san diego i go to eject the last dj cd out of one of the cdjs this is pretty much a timestamp here, gentlemen. Uh, Mastercraft, Beach Club, Bird Peterson, and CD. uh, CDs. Uh, I go to eject the last DJ CD out of one of the CDJs, and when it comes out, so does like a half a glass of water, and nothing stopped working. <laughs> nothing stopped working? Nothing stopped working. That man just... had, he experienced a miracle. Yeah. It just belched out water. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That that is a miracle. Yeah. He got Jesus on his grilled cheese toast. Like yeah. that is yeah. yeah. He experienced a miracle. Yeah. That uh, is bird though. Not, that's the bird not, man. Not surprised. Uh Marco Penta says first night every speaker but one in the venue blows out. <laughs> every speaker but one blows out. Mm. Second night at the same place, the mixer shuts off to a slammed room at peak and doesn't turn back on at all. 
management runs up to me and says, oh, no, not again. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone except for maybe 15 people leave as I try to replace it. (laughs) Rough. Not again. The oh, no, not again. We love that. Um, Nico Fresco says, I played a 60th birthday party early on in my career with one of my mentors. He does his quiet dinner set, but allows me to start the dance. Second record in, blam, blew a fuse, and the equipment starts smoking and browning out the hotel room floor. Embarrassment is an understatement. Uh... <laughs> oh, my God. Egg says, Halloween night, the rain 62 reset multiple times. Dead silence probably 10 times that night. The thing wouldn't stay on longer than 15 minutes, and the crowd booed me. Yep. Oh. after the first time it's fresh in your head yeah You're like this this is just who i am now yeah 10 uh, times damn man uh steve rydell hood internet hood internet uh dj uh, notre dame had us play their campus venue and it really went off so they booked us again to play their entire graduating class who were not fucking with us at all <laughs> Parentheses. Parentheses. Can you stop playing the techno versions of all these songs? Is what was said. Damn. Eventually, eventually, we gave up and let the people aux their phones. Oh, oh. Class, which was fine until people started getting phone calls. Giant ass room with sound system blaring an iPhone ringtone. Jesus. Audio one, 2008. Beef between the venue and the DJ from the night before. The DJ cut the RC cables off the turntables. I learned how to DJ with internal mode and save the night. It was a stressful one. Liquor helped back then. DJs learn how to DJ on internal only in case Facts. of emergencies. Facts. Yeah. Facts. Cutting Call, we have the king cables. of internal mode on the we pod do. right now. Yeah, shout out to Phenom. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I learned from the best, actually. <laughs> I learned I, seriously. <laughs> it's good to know, though. It's, it's yeah. he's absolutely right. You know, what you have in front of you is not always, mm-hmm. it's not always what it seems. Yeah. You know, uh, Scotty Fox back in '98 showed up to a club already annoyed I had to be there. Beef with the promoter. Promoter was in my face early, so in the course of the next hour, somehow the turntable tone arm broke. And I couldn't finish the night. Mm. Damn. Dude, it's a rough bro- one. Broke the turntable off. Um, yeah. Uh, there's so many of these crazy stories, though. Was setting up for an outdoor event in the summer and left controller out in the sun for a few minutes while I was setting up the tent. The sun melted the play and pause cue buttons on the controller, causing them to stick and trigger randomly throughout the whole day. Mm. The fuck was he DJing? Qatar? Mm. <laughs> Las like, Vegas. We're, we're in Vegas. I don't know, man. I don't think Vegas, you're melting your play button in three minutes. It's hot. I don't know. I don't know. That it's I don't hot. know. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Playing at a, what was it? Park? Playing at Park or um, Peyote outside in that sun? Brutal. Or, man, or the, the, those platters would be hot to touch. Yeah. 18, 18 Ben messed up my computer, remember? Oh, that's right. When we played at 18 Ben, your shit was on the fritz. Yeah. Dude, it's no joke. A lot of the stories I'm seeing here are from Serato throwing the track in reverse, though. And people being like, like, the first time that happened, you're like, 
I can't DJ anymore. I'm, <laughs> you know, like you don't remember the cue or the quick yeah. fix or what you hit. Or you or don't remember, you don't remember the, the buttons that you press because you have to go in reverse. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah, like, what about... button could possibly be reversed? Exactly. And you can't just go click and clack. Like, how do you even find the reverse button? <laughs> I, um, I remember every t- like for, I think two times that's happened to me, I've had to Google on my phone. Mm, how mm-hmm. to fix it and then just went to the other side like just went to the other channel and just played in like i couldn't even do instant doubles it was it's just not like, fixed i have, I have the serato keyboard yeah. cheap cheap keyboard i used my, to have that i used to have that on my thing the overlay yeah. yes mm-hmm. i used to keep that on my macbook but when i bought a new one i didn't buy one for this i just kept, i just kept it on my bag just just for just these in case instance. reference yeah. honestly <laughs> It's not hey, a bad uh, idea. Let me pull out my map here. It's just a rubbery like. <laughs> I I know him by now, but oh now I, I know. And by it, now, you know Jesus, and it's there's it's funny. It's R. There's still some some cues that would throw you for a loop though. That like like yeah. that button right below the escape button can lock your uh your keyboard. Do you guys know that? The that little squiggly. This. No, right oh, below the squiggly. The that locks your keyboard to where you can't type anything in. Why is that a feature? Mm. Remember a few, uh, it was a couple months ago, I didn't realize, I think it's the S11, that if you press the pad three times, it just mutes it. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's the Mm -hmm. double tap or the triple tap hot cue. It goes into mute cue. Mm -hmm. I, I found that at 1230 at the busiest club in downtown Las Vegas. Yes. Perfect. All right. Well, this doesn't work anymore. So, <laughs> so this mixer guys... is trash. Get this thing out of here. This mixer you is guys broke. Are, you guys are getting all three verses of truffle butter tonight. Oh. Enjoy. Yeah. Oh. Uh, some people do that every Friday night. So that's not too bad. That's not too bad. Uh, Kevin Beecham says in nine in eighty nine <laughs> while performing. In eighty nine while. Wait performing. a minute. Wait a minute. Go back. This is Say great. Say this again. is great. In eighty, in the year of our Lord, nineteen eighty nine. There we go. I was born in. Cue up Grandmaster Flash. <laughs> cue, up, <laughs> cue, up, cue up the message. Oh, definitely playing uh, like New Jack Swing house parties. In eighty nine, while performing, a rival crew was working the sound and put full reverb delay only in the monitors, so the sound was messed up on stage. <clears throat> the crowd was yelling, "You're off beat." Oh. Then the feedback made the mics blow out. Oh. I could see the crew snickering in the DJ booth. <clears throat> they were going to cancel the rest of the show, but I was so mad. I went home, got my own mics, came back, and offered them for the rest of the show. If we got to perform again, we did. I challenged every rival MC there to battle after the event, which became a show standard from then on. That's some 89 is so funny. Shit. This is some 80s ass shit. Like, a rival crew <laughs> sabotaged our show. Under like DJ West Side Story. Yeah, now we got to battle it out. <laughs> now we got a rap battle to settle this. Oh my God. <laughs> this is it. This motherfucker lived in Beach Street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the real world. <laughs> that really happened. It's now like, we got to uh, battle every show because of you guys. Warriors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was this one? Guy Godfrey said, I played a gig in Scottsdale 
My Serato kept losing signal like there was dust on the needle. I tried to clean the needles and broke both of them. Oh. It was because the monitor was sitting on the deck with the turntables. I played the gig on internal. The manager tried to fight me. <laughs> Fuck, for breaking the needles or damn. I don't know. I don't know. I like that. I like that audio one was talking about playing on internal and somebody comes in the comments and says, I've never heard of internal. <laughs> We all got to start somewhere, guys. All got, start somewhere. Oh, man. So I have not laughed at that. I don't want to laugh at that because <laughs> I do want to laugh at that. But we all got to start somewhere. But in his Twitter bio, it says, don't put your drinks on the DJ table. So he's he's kind of got he's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's you know what I'm saying he's some not all. Some not, yeah, all. Some not no. all. There's a very good chance that he learned the don't put your drinks on the DJ table in the last 72 hours. Put that in his bio. <laughs> and now, and now the next addition to the bio will be, you know, everyone should learn in, internal mode. Performing <laughs> in internal mode since 2023. <laughs> so, no, no, I, no. I, I like that he's updating us on his, the, on the his bio, learning the, process. The bio says, don't put your drinks on the DJ table. Former DJ, current acoustic guitar player. Oh, he figured it out. <laughs> there it is. Figured it out. He's he took like, the right path. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think we made a pick for today. I got one. Be, I got oh, one. You if got you, one. If you, if we want to do one, let's do a pick. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're not showing our ass at all. We have a pick. I was just joking around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you were joking. <laughs> this is a very okay. tight ship. We run a very tight ship around here. <laughs> we do. We don't even say tight ship. I'm like, <laughs> we do. Hey, Colin, let, let Greg know what we do around these parts. Every week, what we do, we pick two artists. We pin them head to head. Their top five songs as viewed most popular on Spotify. It's a this or a that. You pick one or the other to the death one stays one goes and you'll never hear the other one ever again that's okay. amazing travis what do you got Damn, that, that was amazing celsius i drink a fire yeah, that, that was fire that was Let's fire go. we need to we need to clip that actually so anyways uh so we got dj khaled versus uh dj clue oh well I which mean, one's a real dj yeah uh, both of them can dj I yeah, never I've seen Khaled DJ. You never seen DJ? him doing the juggling? Yeah, Khaled, that's, he, that's all he does. You do it. That's what Khaled does. Didn't he do the, he he did did the, the Rock the Bells routine? Yeah, he did that on... per- perfect. <laughs> Just what we need. One more person doing the Rock the Bells routine, right? Uh, hey, Rumble, but it, what do we got? Hey, but Khaled is a great A&R, though. Sure. He picks it. You pick sense. Yeah, I mean, I mean, here's here's what he's doing. Before we get into this, real yeah. quick, um, he has uh sixty names in a hat mm-hmm. and ten and ten track lists or ten songs on the track list. So he just has to maneuver those sixty names that are on call and try to make it make sense. For the most part, it does, but only one maybe one song kind of sticks mm-hmm. if we're being honest mm-hmm. and if there's if there's like 16 20 tracks and maybe one's like a 10 p.m song i don't know i mean you got drake you got bieber you got everyone at your disposal little baby 
I mean, it's really just probability distribution at that point. Yeah, You're just right. increasing the likelihood of one of your songs mattering. Yeah. Right. And in his defense, we're talking about him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. So round one. What we got? DJ Khaled, Wild Thoughts versus DJ Clue. That's the way. That's what uh, Fab. That's the way. I'll choose that's the way. Okay. All right. Uh, Khaled, uh, Every Chance I Get with uh, Little Baby and Dirk uh, versus Rough Riders Anthem. Well, I mean. Easy. 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 All right. Uh, round three, Pop Star featuring Drake uh, versus Back to Life featuring Mary J. Blige and um, Jadakiss. I'm going to go Clue again. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, round four, Grease featuring Drake versus Clue. Love is a mixtape. I don't even know what that is. I got to look at that one up. I don't, Nick, Nick's shaking his head. I don't know if I'm being honest with you. I don't know the Clue song, so I'm going to just go. The Clue song is a newer song, actually. It's with uh, Kayla for real. Yeah, so I mean, we got a winner, and it's not Clue this time. Okay. Oh, so you're not even going to say the name of the, the winner? Nah, no, I, I, was, I was trying to go 5-0 and o for Clue, but I mean, I can't fake the funk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, round five. Um, I'm the one featuring um, Justin Bieber and Quavo. Okay. Versus Jay Z freestyle. Come on now. Jay Z. There we go. So I'm actually surprised for free with Drake wasn't yeah. in that top five, which would have been the one that could have. But I mean, he got he got one from. You would think anyways. so. Yeah, you would think so. Jay Z freestyle, the Who Shot Ya? Yeah. Mm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Honestly, now that we're going back through the Khaled songs, good on you, Khaled. Good on you. Is he he's a producer? No. I mean, he's executive, an executive, executive producer. producer. So therefore, he's, he's just an A&R. He's, yeah. he's, he, he's he put the, the, the mixtape together. Puffy in the room. Puffy. Yeah. 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 I believe. He tries to play acoustic guitar as well. Yeah, I've just, I think I've seen him try to play acoustic guitar on. Have his you seen the video skate. of him trying to make a beat, and he's no, on the NPC just making no. some bullshit? Oh, <laughs> Neek, don't do that, Neek. No. <laughs> <laughs> he made some fucking preschool ass my first beat. <laughs> Yeah, he's an executive producer. He's the eye in the sky. Yeah. yeah. He's the brains and brawn behind the project. Yeah. <laughs> All he really does is cash the check after the song is successful. That's yeah. Not a bad place to be if we're being real. No. It's great. Yeah. I mean, he is the glue who put the shit together on the glue. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. but okay, I, I firmly believe that the Drake songs, the Drake songs that Drake gives him, are songs that Drake didn't even want to put out. <laughs> Probably true. He's like, I, I didn't know, want this man. on the album, but it's good enough to put it somewhere. 
Yeah. It's I don't want to not put it out, but I don't want to put it on my album. I don't want it on my I don't album. want my I don't want my name first on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean is, but... that, is that what everyone does? I don't know. I feel like it. You know what song I I need to retire <laughs> that I play occasionally? I don't know why I play it because every time I play it, I'm like, this is too loud and it's not very good. And I just play it like at a room where I think I should be playing songs like Wait, this. I love this complaint. This this song is too loud. <laughs> it's so much louder than the rest of my library. And it starts with Cal. The first vocal in the song is him screaming. All I do is win. No, uh, that uh. one makes sense to be loud and have him screaming. It's uh, the Khaled and SZA song. Oh, man. With Future? Yeah, yeah wow. I think the one that I samples. Like one too. Is it um? it samples Miss Jackson? Oh yeah. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Us against the world. Us against the world. It's mm-hmm. not great. And it's like too it feels very like it's triumphant. It's not my favorite Khaled song. It's not my favorite. I'm like every time I play it, I'm like I got to stop playing this song. How is All I Do Is Win not on that list? That's a good question. That's a great question. I don't I don't know. Is that because not the algorithm should have that on the on the list? That's stadium music, man. Yeah. That's played at every sporting event. Yeah. And we are the champions for Mm -hmm. hip-hop. And I would say the for free is definitely the song I hear in the club more so than any other of his songs. And I I understand that's just because of Drake, but I'm genuinely surprised that isn't in the top five. Because you said you're going off of Spotify's top five, right? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, that's surprising. Yeah. Um, We're going to switch directions. We're going to take you to the lightning round, Greg. Hey, why wasn't God did on there? Oh. Mm. Man, it has so many hits. I'm surprised no. what was on there. That, that's probably one of my favorite J verses. I like I'm the one. I don't know that's what me. it is. It's 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 bad, but it's good. <laughs> <laughs> you lush. It's bad, but it's good. Uh, yeah. Well, Khaled for Colin. a while. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I tried to play that so many times. Swinging his keys, and it's out of my Serato. First, I deleted it at one point, but it's still listed in my Serato. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'm the one whistling down. And then the I got to play it, and it's not in there. Oh, <laughs> I did. I did myself a favor and deleted it, and I'm like. <laughs> And you regret it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you say on the mic when you play that? Hey, hope everyone's having a good night. Make some noise if you're uh, really enjoying, enjoying yourself. Uh, your weekend so far. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Just fucking water cooler talk on the mic. Hope everybody's about to have a good weekend. Let's uh, Australia's keys. Let's get it going. It's still, yeah, the gang still. Thanks for paying that cover charge. Gosh, it's a little steep out here, huh? These prices nowadays. (laughs) Just saying, gosh, on them. Oh gosh. (laughs) Bathrooms are located right behind me, actually, over here. Usually a little bit of a line, no. but it, it moves through pretty fast. They're like, shut up! No, I thought, I thought we, I thought we went through the the bathroom route for DJs. So the bathroom, you would have to direct people to the bathroom route. Go through the bridge, under the bridge. There is a troll, and you have to pay the toll. 
It's the not fuck even past that around, bridge. Man. You just got <laughs> Still doing this fucking podcast. I always love this show. <laughs> Three years later, it was only supposed to be a pandemic project. Oh, man. Uh, lightning round. Greg, it's a this or that. One artist stays. The other is DJ Khaled. So let's go with... Well, you already did Project Pat versus Trick Daddy, so we yep. won't bring that up again. Miley Cyrus or SZA? SZA. Mm-hmm. Gorillas or Blur? It doesn't matter, Gorillas. It was going to be, no matter who you put it against, Gorillas. Gorillas or Stevie Wonder? Ah, oh, come on now. Yes. Stevie, but, but, but also kind of Gorillas. <laughs> hot take. Hot take. Uh, hot take. De La Soul or Naughty by Nature? De La. Oh, I, I'm picking who I'm keeping, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, De La. White Stripes or UGK? UGK. Ice Spice or Glorilla? Neither. Oh, that's fine. Which one, do you okay. play off, which one do you play more often? I, I'll choose Ice Spice because <laughs> in the club, it's not about me. <laughs> and people <laughs> like Ice Spice. I'll, I'll pick Ice Spice. Okay. In the club, it's not about me. <laughs> the DJ story. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't like these songs. I'm just, this is for you guys. Yeah, this is just for, for you. I hope, I hope. I hope it's for you guys. One of us like this song? As, or as he's playing just... Munch. <laughs> this is not about me, guys. This is for you. Yeah. <laughs> I bestow this upon you. You're Gosh, welcome. guys, I put all these songs together. I hope you guys like them tonight. Uh, anyways, I'll be your DJ for the next four hours. Hope we can come to an, a common agreement here on some of this music. That's really what it is. It's you fighting with these people in front of you and being like, please, please accept this song that yeah. I come I come bearing as a I gift. don't like it, but I hope you guys do. That's, <laughs> that's me playing us against the world. I will say, I will say, Ice Spice has a lot of quality, like, mashups that I've heard. Mm-hmm. So I will actually have more fun playing Ice Spice because of those quality mashups. So that's my rationale for choosing Ice Spice. That's fair. I like that. This won't be as easy. Or maybe it will. Hypnotized Minds or Swisha House? Oof. Mm. Hypnotized Minds. Okay. Trina or Meg Thee Stallion? Meg's Meg's better, I feel like. I like Trina more. If I'm being real, I like Trina more. But Meg can, can kind of throw down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to choose Meg, but very reluctantly. Okay. We all know that she could take a shot, though. Yeah. She a thug. <laughs> Meg's a thug. Meg's got it. Yeah. And honestly, I don't... I think Meg is fresh at times. Fair. I do. She is. She yeah. is. I mean, body goes off 10 out of 10. And I still I still love Hot Girl Summer. I know that song has, was yeah. not written for played my Played it last ass, night. Played it last it. night. I played it last night, too. Felt like I, a hot girl when I played it. Played it Saturday. Mm. Felt beautiful. Doors or Nirvana? Doors, for sure. Not even close. Mm. not even close you could have put you could have said nirvana versus the girl who did that friday song and i probably still would have picked 
Michael Black. I, I'm the biggest Nirvana hater in the world. I want to make that clear. It just never worked for me. Okay. What? And I, I get, <laughs> I get, I get. So no, much. no, 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 no. You can't just throw that. You can't come on this podcast and just throw out Ugh, garbage band Nirvana. I don't. Think I need. This- I need some stance to this, Greg. So I'm going to say this. I grew up as a very, very true blue hip hop head. I listen to real hip hop. Everything you guys listen to is fake. I was that annoying dude until about 21. So maybe it's that. Maybe if I revisited Nirvana now, I would like Nirvana. But I can't tell you a single moment in Nirvana history that I thought was dope. I'm the biggest Nirvana hater. And I understand it's a me issue, not a Nirvana issue. Mm. Like, it's not one of those things. I would never say Nirvana sucks. Okay. <laughs> like, look at this guy. I, I wouldn't say it, but I'm a Nirvana hater, man. I just am. It's part of my personality. I get where you're coming from. It's on my Twitter bio. Don't when I was a. Uh... Nirvana hater. Put drinks on the DJ table. <laughs> yes, I love it. Don't talk to me about Nirvana. Don't do it. When I was really into punk, I hated emo music. Me, so like any you, rock though. music that had anything like, and Nirvana in my mind was an emo band, like proto emo. So I wasn't in at all. And then I, I can see why you it. would hate. Once it. I matured back into just liking music, I was like, no, nah, Nirvana actually was good. Like. The coolest but thing about in that Nirvana, phase, I fucking didn't fuck with it. I, I feel like Nirvana always kind of zigged when everyone zagged, which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. Their first single was a cover of Shocking Blue with mm-hmm. Love Buzz. Like, that's fucking great. You know, I don't know if I don't know what Nirvana would be now had Kurt still been alive. I don't acoustic. know if they would have stayed together. What if they turned into like a Foo Fighters Acoustic guitar. That'd be a crazy. Acoustic guitar. Okay. So here's what I think about Nirvana. Nirvana is, in my opinion, the Rasputin of the music community, mm-hmm. where the story is more interesting than the reality of it is. And that's, again, from a person who's not very well versed in Nirvana. I wonder if kurt stayed alive if nirvana doesn't just fade into obscurity so what i mean by like the rasputin thing is everybody would have turned into foo fighters right i mean potentially i mean potentially foo fighters kind of came because nirvana that's what i'm saying so so potentially and like i feel like the unfortunate early demise of kurt cobain attributed to the fanfare that they have and the the weird scenario from which it happened, much like Rasputin, everybody just knows Rasputin because they shot him, they poisoned him, they cut his dick off and he died in in a river. You know, like it's a crazy story. So I do wonder if the fanfare would be significantly more limited if they ran their natural course. Facts. Right. And- Okay, okay. So Colin, I, I gotta steal this one from you. Okay. So Biggie or Pac? Exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. Great. Big year. Oh, you're asking me. Oh. For most of my life, it was for sure Biggie. Today, it's a coin flip for me. But 
33 out of the 34 years I've been alive, it was Biggie, no question. I really, really grown to love Tupac more in the past year. So just because 33 years I said Biggie, I'm gonna switch it up for this one podcast. I'm gonna say Tupac. Mm. Do you think, according to the trajectory, that Pac would have focused primarily on film and put rap as a backseat? Potentially. Um, probably. I think so. Like like the common route. Mm. Um, By the way, for those listening, uh, Common is Greg's favorite rapper. That's your I, number one. Nah, Black Thought for sure, but I do okay. love Common. Okay, Common number two? No, I go uh, Black Thought, Andre 3000 is my top two. Um, and then my number third could be seven different rappers. My thing with Common is I love Electric Circus and nobody else likes that record. Mm. <laughs> and I and I understand there's three just fucking <laughs> just terrible songs on that album. But I genuinely <laughs> believe that if you listen to the record, other than those three songs, you're having a good time. You put it head to head with Nirvana, never mind. It just wipes the floor with it. <laughs> it could, it wipes the floor with it. So Electric circus, wild. greater than. Greg, I, I might need you to do some homework and do a do a dive on. I, and, I, and I and I will do that. And I, and again, I I always recognize where my um my blind spots are. When you listen to Nirvana, like don't just listen to Kirk. Like listen to um listen to like the drums. Listen to Dave's yeah. drums and stuff because I mean, just he, listen he samples to it with, a, with a, the funk drums too with a 34 year old mind like just sure and i mean there is a there's a chaos song that a rapper singer from canada um i want to say it's Got called uptown song. girl that mm. samples a nirvana song and it's just like a guitar riff and that was the first time i was like oh something nirvana did is kind of fresh you are a fucking <laughs> backpack rap guy because yeah. you can name yeah. it i love it chaos song chaos. Off rip. Yeah. i love chaos i think chaos <laughs> joyful rebellion atlantis and yes it's a very 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 good three album run that's crazy i know just joyous rebellion and that's because of uh superstar mm. joy uh, that was from exit that was the album before so, I only know that song Sunday Morning. Atlantis, Games for Disco, yep. Um, is because I worked at American Eagle and they played that video on American Eagle. Oh my God, you're so <clears throat> right about that. Did you work at American Eagle? I did. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was slinging those women jeans like it was nothing, bro. The that boyfriend the jeans. Yeah. Boyfriend yeah. jeans. Yeah, wow. yeah. Wow. I never knew that about yeah, you. Yeah, man. This is, this is why we do this podcast. That's why we're here. Uh, five on Five podcast presented to you by American Eagle and Aerie. <laughs> Affordable lingerie <laughs> for the everyday woman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Uh, Greg <laughs> Prince or Michael Jackson? Fuck. Nick has heard me say Prince is the goat at least 500 times. I text him in the morning. He'll say good morning. I say Prince is a goat. <laughs> so I'm going to stick with that. But 
I really, really just, I would probably choose off the wall over anything Princeton, mm. if I'm being honest. Yep. Now, remember, this is deleting it out of your Serato. Oh, then I'm going to choose Michael. I, well, I'm going to choose Michael Jackson just because there's more. Like there's often more when often when I play Prince, I'm playing it for myself. Like right. for example, that opening hour where you're just playing for the bartender and yourself. You know that opening thirty minutes. Like I'll yeah. throw on if I was your girlfriend. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, but the only Prince song I normally play around peak hour would be uh i want to be your lover or 1999 mm-hmm. whereas michael jackson i have fucking 50 songs to pick from so if i'm looking at it just from a dj's eyes i'll keep michael jackson i wish let's go crazy was more accessible agreed mm. because once you're in it you're in it until the last note mm-hmm. yeah and then nothing's gonna match that energy 1999 is cool you can get in and out of it but let's go crazy. You're stuck for for a while. Yeah. Um, uh, I like I playing. I would. You, go go ahead. ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say I would also add Kiss to that. You can play at oh, peak yeah. hours moments. So I would say there's I got three Prince songs, but I got fifteen Michael Jackson songs I can mm-hmm. play from eleven to two. Kiss, controversy, um, erotic city, erotic city. Um, you could do when little red cry, Corvette, little red Corvette, because that's a sing along song. Um, Raspberry Beret as well, but some, of these, songs, some yeah. of these songs depends on the audience, right? So yeah, where right. I feel like you can play Kiss and 1999, and to a lesser degree, if uh, I want to be your lover to any audience. Yeah, right. Yeah, if I like playing. Is, I would die for you, especially yeah, sure. for the heads that knows the, the right. hand movements. But you could like play you know if I'm doing mean. if I'm doing a like a <laughs> top forty modern hip hop set, I could still get away with a couple Michael Jackson songs. Right. Yeah. Like rock with you works in any room at any in, time. In any room, any room at any room. time. Yeah. You throw on a boogie with a hoodie. Yeah, something. Throw him on. I want to have a little Michael Jackson set. Oh yeah, let's yeah, I mean low key. What's on? What's what was the one in LA that we got hype on that we we're like, yo, we gotta start putting this out. Uh, Travis, somebody played it. Is a Michael uh, Jackson. Um, Earth song. <laughs> yo, <laughs> <laughs> was it? It, it oh, was, I can't remember uh, what song it was. Part of me. I was just thinking, it was like, was it another part of me? I thought it was. They don't care about us. <laughs> no, no. Not, <laughs> <laughs> not that political song. <laughs> He says uh, dog poo. That's a lyric. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not. Michael Jackson that. says dog on it too. Dog on it. Uh, it makes it sound good though. He does make dog, dog on it. Dog on it. Dog on it. Dagnam it. <laughs> Dagnam it. <laughs> Last for the lightning round: Outcast or Holland Oats? Mm. So this is a tough one, and I'm gonna give my rationale behind it. Hall and Oates is from Philly. Yep. Go on. And if we take Hall and Oates, we got maybe two white boys left in R&B. Which are? George Michael, for sure. Okay. And Michael McDonald. You take away Daryl Hall, you're taking away... You're you're ejecting almost an entire race from the conversation about (laughs) R&B. 
Uh, no, Bobby Caldwell. Will just hold, I was going to say, Paul okay, Bobby Caldwell. Yeah, 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 for sure. And JT uh, will hold it down for the newer cats. Uh, he even gets inspired. What, no boy George? Sure, Get but out of here. But again, <laughs> I mean, but he's got a point. Bobby Caldwell, in your normal club setting, at least to my experience, you're getting what you won't do for love. Maybe my flame in an early hour, if you want to. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Know, not not even a maybe. You're going to get... Yeah. What? Come on, Greg. You're playing common. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. But okay, what so I'm saying is that. like, yeah. And you're going to get um, a lot more from George Michael. I feel like there's a because you could play Wham stuff. You could play that Michael McDonald. He just did so much that even if you're not playing the Doobie Brothers, you're going to have some reference to Michael McDonald. If you, Hall of Notes is a lot of shit, man. Yeah. Like, a lot of shit. You can do a lot with Hall of Notes. If you take Hall, if you take Hall of Notes away, you don't get Method Man. <laughs> you don't get De La Soul. <laughs> like you don't get Coffee Brown. Like, yeah. there's a lot. So that's why, to me, it would be difficult. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm never betting against Andre 3000, yeah, even man, in a man, hypothetical. Take out, out Outkast, man. You're taking out a whole hip hop royalty. Yeah. You're taking out like a Mount Rushmore rapper. Yeah, that's like, who, and, and in my opinion, <sighs> in my opinion, the second greatest rapper of all time. So I mean, yeah, I believe. But Hall and Oates is a tough one to lose. <laughs> Hall and Oates is that Mount Rushmore of adult contemporary, though. Yes, we do yeah, need that. to say that 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 yes. and Christopher Cross yes. one two. Sure. Like sailing and right yeah. like the wind. Well, well, okay. Let's let's agree the Trinity then. It's the Trinity plus Hall it's of Notes. So there's five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Trinity for those that don't know, the Holy Trinity <laughs> in this house is Michael McDonald, Christopher Cross, and um. Oh my God! I almost said <laughs> Kenny Loggins. I almost said Robbie Dupree. <laughs> oh no, Meek! What? No, I, it's because of the conversation we had in this house. Not Robbie Dupree. Dupree is our savior. No, he is an honorable sail mention. Away with, why don't you sail away with that opinion? Yeah, not, I'll sail right into the ocean myself <laughs> and never return. Uh, for those listening. For those listening that haven't gone on that Robbie Dupree deep dive, boy, you're oh. going to have a fun afternoon. Oh, it's a good time. You're going to have a real fun afternoon. It's a good one. Um, uh, I want to. I was mad and... confused about Robbie Dupree, man. <laughs> I was like, what? he's a biter, dog. I'm like, what is going on here, boys? <laughs> going to a uh, Yacht Rock deep dive. He was like, I this wanted... song sounds great. Here's one of my own. <laughs> one of my own yeah. <laughs> yeah. He came into the studio and played that, and people are like, yo, you going to tell him or what? He definitely, <laughs> want, he definitely wanted to be a part of the Holy Trinity, man, and made it four. He's like, just us guys. Just <laughs> us. They're like, it's a trinity. This? It's a trinity, man. There's only. Trinity. <laughs> he, wanted, he wanted in. Just us guys. Robbie Dupree. And, oh, uh, my God. Yeah. Robbie Dupree and the Trinity. Yeah. <laughs> he's the leader now yeah jesus i want to pivot to movies real quick specifically oh, i want to talk Oppenheimer. i knew it let's oh go. i haven't seen it yet i haven't seen it uh, now the reason i want to talk about it well a, spoiler alert it actually happened in life yeah <laughs> what <laughs> um 
And the reason I want to pivot this is because, man, we have it's it's hard to to put Greg on a pedestal on in a spotlight because he wears so many hats. Mm-hmm. But I think my favorite Gregory Michael Davis hat is physicist Gregory hat? Michael Davis, the physicist. Sorry, yes. <laughs> yes. For those that don't know, this is definitely going to be physicist. part two of the pod. It has yes. To be. And I, gotta be, I gotta be real with you. I thought I was gonna come on, and that was just gonna be out the gate. It was, it's refreshing to talk. No, Greg, we're, talking we're not that stuff. professional around here. We're not that professional. Greg, we don't know what the fuck we're doing over here. All right? We came so, in no, unscripted. I love the pants. Feet of the pants. It's just a Robbie Dupree I, I, appreciation. I was, I, was, I was telling this story last night that like every single time I release like new music, I'll get invited to a podcast. And they'll be like, yeah, we want to interview you on this new song you released. And I'm like, cool. And the first question will be like, all right, so uh, why isn't Pluto a planet? And I'm like, oh, so we're not even going to pretend like I make music. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> so Oppenheimer. Uh, yeah, so Oppenheimer. Um, honest review, but really I just want to know how factual and because we've talked about what movie was it uh, another one that bothered you that you're like scientifically it doesn't make sense interstellar so interstellar mm. so here's the thing so let's start with interstellar and then i'll pivot to Oppenheimer. interstellar upon second watch if you'll pardon the pun is stellar it's a fantastic film my issue with it was they had Kip Thorne, just an absolute monster of physics. He won a Nobel Prize for a project called LIGO, which is basically just lasers that detected gravitational waves. So one thing you'll learn about physics is pretty much every couple of months, couple of years, whatever the time frame may be, physicists have this moment where they go, fuck, Einstein was right, right? And so... Kip Thorne winning his Nobel Prize in gravitational waves was another one of those fuck Einstein was right moments. Kip Thorne was the advisor to Interstellar. So they did a lot of theoretical stuff. And the fun part of theoretical physics is that you do get to take creative liberties with it because it is only theoretical. And for those who just want a brief understanding of what theoretical physics means, it basically just means the math hasn't said no. Mm-hmm. The math hasn't necessarily said yes, but the math can allow for this. So Kip Thorne comes on. I go into Interstellar. I'm expecting this to just be like to the book. There's a moment where I lean over to my friend and they're going to the first planet and just begrudgingly, I say, there's going to be tidal waves on the planet, isn't there? Because they're, <laughs> they're talking about being so close to a black hole that an hour becomes seven years. Right. Well, we're only searching for life that is, you know, capable of being inhabited by humans. There's going to be water here. Yeah. So to me, it was just like that moment where I went, wait, I'm smarter than Earth's finest. So (laughs) that was what made me hate interstellar from the jump. But once I got past that, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. So I actually do like Interstellar. I just 
I had beefs with it originally. Another issue was at a moment where they had the sun like in the background and they had it yellow. Sun's uh -huh. not yellow, it's a white sun. Uh, Our sun's right. white. Right, right. Uh, it only looks yellow because our atmosphere takes the blue out of it, and that's why you have a blue sky. So um, aside from just me being a complete and utter douchebag, Interstellar was great. <laughs> so let's get into Oppenheimer. Go ahead. 10 out of 10. Word. 10 out of 10. Word. And I fucking loved it. I, I saw it. It's a three-hour movie. Yeah. I saw it twice a day it came out. I spent six hours in a movie theater watching Oppenheimer before we get into the physics of it. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. What form of media did you see it in? Did you see it in seven? I saw it 70 and I okay. saw it in IMAX. Okay. And which one but do you prefer? They both have different. Right. Uh, the IMAX really allowed for the score to do its job. Right. Um, and 70 was just kind of, again, the douchebag in me going, I got to see this in 70. I'm a cinephile. So for me, Whoa. it was just like, uh, I don't think that the layman would go watch it in 70. But yeah, okay. So Colin and I went to see, um, uh, what was it, Hollywood? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in 70. Sure. Uh, at, one of the dopest movie theaters in Portland. So like, we love that kind of shit, so. Mm -hmm. Right, but I mean, like, if you really think about it though, like aside from, albeit very, very cool, <laughs> it's for the head, you know, it's for the right. head. It's for the people right. who, who right. actually enjoy cinema. But in Oppenheimer, they did such an interesting thing with the score that I almost feel like the IMAX experience even trumps mm. the I'm such a cinema fan that I'm glad I saw this in 70 millimeter. I got what you say. It it the, the score was very, very necessary in that film, and I felt like IMAX captured that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. and who did the score? Was that Ludwig? Ludwig you know, Gor I, I, I don't know for sure, but we're doing Barbenheimer trivia tomorrow, so I better figure that shit out real quick. Barbie, uh, Barbie was phenomenal, by the way. Barbie was great. I love Barbie. Fucking loved it. The I physics it. seen it tomorrow. Still the have, palms. The physics was a lot worse in Barbie than in, in Oppenheimer. Oh yeah, <laughs> you nailed you nailed it. It was Ludwig that did the. Uh... Oh dope. Yeah. He's the best. He's he the good. best. Well, yeah. I I want us to get into some of our questions too. Some of our our housekeeping questions because I know that we're already an hour and a half in and we could, Greg, we could talk to you for five hours, obviously. <laughs> there needs to be a second episode, sure. obviously, because I wanna talk more solar system stuff. I wanna talk more universe. I wanna talk more planet stuff. I, I wanna talk like music. To talk music. music, yeah, music. I was gonna say, I also wanna talk about your music. Of course, yeah, you know. Oh, no, I, I was just, Joking about that. Nobody actually has to talk about my music. No, 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 no. But we actually do because we are a music podcast. So, so. <laughs> sure. yeah. 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 I mean, we, we can get into that right now. We can we can cover a little bit of this music right now because I know you're working on a new project. I'm working on a new project, yes. Yeah. Share with the people what you got. I'm working on what I call a uh, post-apocalyptic disco record. Let's go. Uh, 
Um, a lot of it, so I have to give a little bit of background information and this will tie into the DJ stuff. I've been DJing for three years now, total. I don't mean as a professional DJ. I mean, I learned to DJ three years ago. Um, I was taught right before the pandemic happened. And when the companies, the company that Nick and I DJ for, or at least one of them, couldn't afford DJs because the room were at 25%, they basically were like, would you like a paid, you know, like experience to learn how to DJ? So I used their equipment. Uh, first time I had a DJ, I have a DJ that was DJing for like 25 people because that's all the room could hold. And I started off playing like throwback, funk, disco, stuff like that. And I was working on a completely different record at that point. But there was something about playing these songs that were meant to be for a hot and sweaty dancing room to tumbleweed. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to make a record that encapsulates the vibe of like, the world has officially ended. We're in a new world. And here's some music to dance through it all. So we started working on, again, a post-apocalyptic disco record, and I really wanted it to focus on just excess, whether it is excess in consumerism, drug use, emotions, whatever it could be. The entire theme of the record is just excess, too much of everything. And I felt that way when COVID happened, where we had less, but we got so much more information and it was very, very hard to parse that information because we were glued to our phones. So it wasn't like in normal day to day where you can see something and you can think about it because you put your phone down to go to work or whatever it may be. It was just rapid fire information all the time. So I felt like where a lot of people thought they had significantly less than COVID and for a lot of people they did, I still felt like we had so much coming at us all the time. So that's basically just the story behind it is just a lot excess and wanting to make a record. I mean, people, we learned through COVID, people are still going to want to dance at the end of yeah. the world. You know, they're still going to want to dance at the end of the world. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to make a record that kind of, uh, More so than ever, there was still a band on the Titanic as it was going down. Yeah, it's true. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, so so that's the that's the theme for the record. Do you have a name oh, for yeah. it yet? It's called the Powder Room. Ooh. Uh, originally, I was going to call it uh, "This Part Is Simple." Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to do this thing where all of my albums were from a lyric of somebody that I love. My first record is called "One Damn Song." which is in reference to David Bowie's Young Americans lyric, isn't there one damn song that can make me break down and cry? And I wanted to do this record uh, as a reference to the talking heads. Mm. Uh, so they have a song called Slippery People where they go put away the gun, this part is simple. So I wanted to call the record, this part is simple. And as I made the record, I was like, this fucking doesn't work. Like, right. you know, it's kind of like that DJ thing where like, you can't just do stuff for yourself. You got to do stuff that actually works yeah and this part of simple didn't work so it's now called the powder room nice <laughs> expected release date yeah the record will be done in a 
in a few months. I probably mm -hmm. won't release it until late summer, early mm -hmm. fall of next year. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of stuff I want to do with it. It's going to be a multimedia release. It's not just going to be an album. There's, I, I won't get too much into it, but I'm basically also building a TV show around it. So it'll be, my first album was released with a book. Uh, my first album, One Damn Song, came out with a book that was basically the autobiography of the album as though the album was a living, breathing human being. Mm -hmm. So it was the album talking about itself. Mm. This album is going to be released with a TV show. <laughs> so crazy. That's we, awesome. will, we will start the TV show filming the entire building, the entire process. We will start that in the next month. And, so, this, and this is outside of the Writers and Actors Guild strike, right? Yeah, because so it's just... You could get whoever. You can get yeah. whatever I actually, actor that you can get. I, I'm going to say this. I don't know that this will happen, but I recently found out that a porn star lives in Vegas, and I know nothing yeah. about this person's porn at all. Cap. <laughs> But I know. I, <laughs> no, no. Look, look. Nick knows I'm not going to hide it. I'll fucking come out here and start talking about it. Someday. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm not a mince words kind of gentleman. Uh, but I found out that this porn star lives out here, and I want the first episode to star her. Because this this TV show is going to be basically a sexual version a more sexual version of Black Mirror. Mm. Okay. So a hyper-sexualized Black Mirror. Um, and I came up with this desire a few days ago. So I'm going to have my people hit up, hit up our people. <laughs> yeah. And hope for the that. best. I love that. Hopefully the strike doesn't affect that. No, I don't I, think the strike affects this one. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> if, 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 if still shooting literally and figuratively. <laughs> if, if anything, the writer's strike probably makes the writing in porn better. Yeah, <laughs> I would think so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> so, so, so that's where we're at with the record. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! I love that. I'm excited to hear it, man. Yeah, I'm excited to see it uh yeah and and hats off to you for thinking outside of the box i feel like uh one you have to nowadays you absolutely there's no choice uh i saw travis scott just did a rollout where if you spend 15 dollars and purchase a live stream ticket you get his album for five bucks instead yeah. of 50 which is everyone's coming up with these slick ways to the manipulate record sales. For well, the bundles. the bundles are now are now being accepted by Billboard. So yeah. Yeah. that's why uh, Taylor Taylor's dropping like huge bonuses for everyone this year because the bundles. Yeah, bundles are helping everyone slide, man, and get these uh, get these ideas out. Um, some housekeeping questions. A couple of housekeeping it. questions that we do every week around here. Um, we're filming a movie uh, with Greg Michael Davis. Who is playing you in that movie? Sasha Baron Cohen. Mm, good call. 
Mephisto himself. I, I feel like he looks enough like me. Mm-hmm. If you really think about it, think about the dictator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he looks enough like me. And you could play Mephisto. Sure. Yeah, because he's he's. We need somebody in <laughs> to play over there. We're gonna need actors. So, oh, you're ready. Yeah, you're getting uh, call from Marvel. Can't wait. Um, but I think I think that's my actor. I love that. I, I like that. Solid. Uh, one song from Gregory Michael Davis that needs to be included in the Five on Five podcast playlist can be any song that you want to share with the world as long as it's on Spotify. I would normally say this must be the place by the talking heads. Uh, I think we already had that on there though. So, okay. So let's move that one. Um, Let me think, let me think. I'm going to go with um, black hole parliament. Mm. Mm. Yeah. it's space it's parliament mm. yeah there's two things that really cover who i am is that's punk, perfect punk records in space let's do it <laughs> solid pick yeah uh, Trav, i'm gonna add uh, robbie dupree to steal away because that's you know we're not gonna we just need to have that on there i like that that's <laughs> a good a, call a, a collective ad that we is to, that's a really good call call um also hold on one more thing Digital Underground, one of my all-time favorite acts, samples that song for same song. So I really think it, oh, covers, yeah. it covers the hip-hop, the funk, yep. the space. All ties together. Yep. As far as your rap career, where are you at right now? Um, Things were going really well before the pandemic. So I did my album release show I did at Vinyl inside the Hard Rock, formerly known as the Hard Rock. And I found out that it was the best-selling local show we, they ever had. Mm. Um, then I did a rooftop show at Commonwealth. I wanted to do this thing where every year I did a rooftop show in Vegas in different places. Mm. And we sold out tickets to that in like 15 minutes. And I don't mean like the day of the show. I mean, we announced it a month early. Tickets were done in 15 minutes. Um, then COVID happened and my streaming went through the roof because nobody had anything better to do than to listen to my shitty music. And then I just became super focused on the DJing thing. One of the things I will say about DJing is I found it to be a very, very welcoming community from a lot of people. Um, and that was weird because the hip hop community, and as I've now learned, also the DJ community, but the, the hip hop community wasn't very welcoming to me. So I got to do a, a lot of stuff the way I wanted it because you weren't gonna like me anyway. Mm. The DJing thing, I felt I owed it to people, Nick included, PDOT. I owed it to the people who were rooting for me to take it seriously. Because I realized how lucky I was. Mm. You know, there was a lot of stories of when I first started getting these gigs at Commonwealth, I was their Saturday night resident DJ. There was a lot of stories of other DJs in town going, why the fuck does this guy have a weekly? He just started DJing. And with every story that was like that, there was an alternative story of somebody going, 
watch him play and you'll know why he has it. Mm. So I owed it to people to take DJing very, very seriously, not just to the DJs that were rooting for me, but to the clubs that were betting on me, to the audiences that were showing up week in and week out. And I owed it to myself to go, yes, I got lucky, but we're not going to just sit here and go, hooray for being lucky. Right. So because of that, I took the being a musician thing and put it on the back burner, mm. which was actually incredible because now it's no longer me putting the pressure that I now put my, on myself as a DJ is no longer on me as a musician. Mm. So I just get to do whatever I want. I have a very, very different approach to this album. My previous album was very calculated. This album, I'm making the songs in the studio. I'm not showing up prepared. I'm capturing an emotion when that emotion happens. Mm. And I believe that I've only been able to do that because I took the pressure off of myself. But now it's all on me as a DJ. So that's my primary focus. And I will shift. There'll be... People are going to see a very, very, very noticeable shift probably three months from now in how I present myself and what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, why I'm doing it. I mean, I'm always going to take the DJing stuff very seriously for no other reason than it's just a fucking good time. I love DJing. Mm -hmm. But there's going to be a shift with the, the music stuff. So to answer your question, sorry for the long response. The music stuff has been on something that resembles a sabbatical and it will be for about three more months mm. and then we'll have more to talk about. Mm. I love that. I love that. Before we write out, um, one, I want you to tell people where they can find you, what project you want to push right now in the meantime while we're waiting for the next project. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, GM Davis Music, G as in Gregory, M as in Michael, Davis as in Davis Music at, so Instagram, Twitter, uh, GregoryMichaelDavis.net. Um, I fucking hate everything I've done previous to this album. So what I'm going to recommend is help out a, a dog shelter instead of listening to my music. Mm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not like an activist by any stretch of the imagination, but anybody who knows me knows I'm very passionate about wiener dogs and, and dogs in general. So uh, I would just say that uh, if you do want to check out my music from now until I release the next record, every green penny we make is being donated to a local dog shelter. So you can find Gregory Michael Davis on Spotify, uh, my website, uh, if you buy a t-shirt, you buy a book, you buy a record on vinyl, all of that is going to a local dog shelter. And that'll be through the end of the year. Mm. Uh, and yeah, that'd be my entire thing mm. where I stand musically right now is just trying to give back to the dog shelter that helped me get three amazing dogs. It's such a precarious position to be in where you have this art and you have this book and you have this, this living, breathing project in the process and to kind of hate everything you've put up. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it came from a lot, though. Uh, again, I, I grew up as a battle rapper. Yeah. Like, and, and a fucking successful battle rapper. I did mm. very good for myself as a battle rapper. Mm. And then I signed a record deal with a European record label. And I really wanted to do something a little bit more unique. And they just wanted me to be Sage Francis. Mm. They just wanted me to be Aesop Rock. Mm-hmm. And I had like a 12 track album called Adam that I wanted to give to them. I read that when they wrote Frankenstein, they never actually give the monster a name, but the writer in her mind always named the monster Adam mm. for, you know, for that relationship yeah. to, to a religion. Mm. And um, so I had this record called Adam and I gave it to them and they were like, this is why we signed you. So I gave him a five track EP called Zero. So I hated that record. And then when I did my first Gregory Michael Davis record, I didn't want to make music anymore. I was at this spot where it was just, it was over for me and I was okay with that. And then a few things happened where they got me back into a studio with an ukulele. And I probably made a record that I didn't have the chops to make yet. And I feel like, at least for me, it's reflected mm. in those early releases. Mm. And then the stuff I released during the pandemic was never rightfully completed because the pandemic happened. So mm. I wrote this song about my dog where I had every intention of redoing the vocals and the vocals never got redone. Mm. Or I had like a few songs where we had singery vocals that I wasn't yet capable of doing that I didn't re-record because of what happened. So eventually what I'm going to do with this record is I'm going to take all my stuff down probably soon-ish and re-release everything the way I wanted to get it done. Mm. And that'll be part of the lead up to the next record. I knew what's that shit. Mm-hmm. Like there's going to be a day, there's going to be a day where you go to Gregory Michael Davis on Spotify and it's just going to be empty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then eventually I'll release things uh, the way I, I wish I could have at the time. It's the metamorphosis. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. As we're wrapping up here, the conversation was directed towards your three years in the DJ game. Mm-hmm. Uh, three very strong years mm-hmm. by most standards i would say anyone can agree this has been a success this has been this is a form of success in the dj community and everyone has different pictures everyone has different versions to them what success is but hearing it and seeing it and seeing the person up on that stage knowing that they haven't been doing this for eons and they're not jaded and they're still excited and they still show up ready to rock that to me is three years of success and it's, it's hard work and it's dedication. And I want to know what your advice would be your one piece of advice that you would share with the DJ community for anyone looking to start out and do what you're doing. So I'll say this and I'll, I'll link it to some other things. One of the great things about physics is that 
so much has been accomplished already. There's the famous um, quote, if I've seen further than anybody else is because I stood on the shoulders of giants. So there's even a Stephen Hawking book called The Shoulders of Giants, where it's about Newton, Copernicus, uh, Johannes Kepler, uh, Galileo, I believe are the four people in there. Robbie Dupree. Robbie Dupree. So what I'm learning with being a DJ is that it's all been done before. You now have this opportunity to add your personality to it. We all have the same songs. We're all playing the same shit. We're just all doing it a little different. And what makes people like you is that a little different. I, when you go and watch a DJ who's just fucking it up, like he's crushing it, he's scratching, he's doing all that. We as DJs love that. The audience just wants to hear their favorite songs played in a way that excites them. And before a DJ, before a rapper, before a musician, just like before a mathematician, before a physicist, I'm a fan. I like Stephen Hawking more than I like any contribution I'm gonna make to the physics world. I like Newton, I like all that more than any contribution I'm gonna make. These records I'm playing, I like them more than any contribution I'm going to make. So I'm just trying to give people a good time. And I think that any DJ don't buy into the unwritten rules of not being, of being a DJ, except for the don't put your glass by the DJ equipment. That's the only rule that you actually have to subscribe to. But as long as you're, as long as you know how to mix songs together and you got a good ear and you got a good eye for the audience, just play shit the way you want to play it and people are going to like it because I think we've all at this point have seen a DJ that you could just look at and go, uh, they're just, they're going through the motions. People yeah. like a DJ who's having a good time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sound advice. Sound advice. Sound. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, we got to have you back. You know, yeah, I, I, I definitely want to have you back on the show to, I want to have him back with Colin. Dive deeper. Colin Crum. Colin Crum. Oh, yeah. our, our aerospace engineer. Our, our aerospace and, specialist. And for the record, I absolutely want to have a conversation with you guys about physics. I was just talking about how people like normally, there's like, it almost feels like a bait and switch. Yeah. But one of my favorite moments of this year is chatting with Neek and Travis at Ferguson's. Oh yeah. And just like there was this really cool moment a couple weeks ago where we had a DJ at We All Scream and I mixed poison with passion fruit, which I love doing. And I saw these people like really pumped about it. And I found out afterwards that they were DJs. And that made me feel really nice. Talking to Neek and Travis about physics was a very, very similar feeling. Where I just I just saw Neek and Travis going, fuck. <laughs> where it was like it was because like, we learned something. Yeah. yeah but, but it was a it was a little bit we learned something, a little bit of that's cool and a little bit of existentialism behind the eyes. Yes. And yes. and I'm all for that. So yeah, I would love to come in and just I'd love to do a full physics episode with you guys if you ever. Oh my god! And that's I think that's 
I just I think that's the plan, right? To, we just don't know how to start it. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have Colin back. We'll have Dante on. Um, yeah, I know Dante's gonna have some questions. Yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah, we we can definitely plan on that. Um, always you have to have Stone that. call in too. Yeah, we'll yeah. see what the hell Stone's doing. You know, every, he's a physicist in his own right. So I mean, we could we could also um, we could crowdsource some questions. I'll I think that's probably the best way of doing yeah, this. Yeah. I'll take to my Instagram. <laughs> you guys take to your social media platforms, like yeah. all that stuff. We'll get some good questions. I love it. I do. And I mean, like, I'm a very, very studious guy. Nick has seen me like right in the middle of DJ and pull out a notebook and start writing some stuff down. One of my favorite things to do when I get home from DJ is just calculus. I literally just lay in bed and do calculus just to calm down. So I mean, why down? Fuck it. Why not? Right? It's fucking rain, so, man. Yeah, so I'd love, love to do it. I'd love to do it. I love that. No. Um, Let's do it. It's been great having you on the pod, Greg. We got to do it again. We, Let's do it. We, we will do it again. Um, we're going to get into the science on the next on the next episode that we have you on. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because our listeners weren't ready for the scientific pod. They were ready for the technical difficulty pod. So we had to hit them oh, with that before I, I, I have to preface things with we're fielding questions for right. this science episode. And then there's going to be all this horse shit that comes in. And people Cause I'm the pod member that I'm like, yo, we need to have Greg on to talk about this shit right now. Right. Like, right, right out the gates. No, we gotta, <laughs> gotta ease them into this. <laughs> Next yeah, no. time something big in science comes up, Greg, we're going to do an emergency pod and we're going to bring you on the show. It well, we could got, be like next yeah, week. Yeah, like the UFOs and the aliens. Yeah, yeah there's a lot going on right about now. That nobody <laughs> cares about. So yeah. here's the thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it on this note. Okay. We did have a giant breakthrough in science in the room temperature superconductor. That still needs... I was going to bring this up. That still needs to be peer-reviewed. Mm-hmm. But one giant thing is that it was a group of six that separated themselves into two groups of three to release these papers. The layman won't understand why that matters, but the Nobel Prize only goes to three people. So that means Mm. they are confident that they made a giant leap forward. Otherwise, they wouldn't have broke down to two groups of three. Mm. Now, that doesn't mean that it's going to be all that we think it's going to be. It may not be anything. Mm -hmm. I've read the paper. It's a solid start. It needs to be peer reviewed by people who are better at it than me. But mm-hmm. it could be a giant thing for humanity. And, and immensely, this is, this is industrial revolution type big. This is the advent of computers type big. Wow. If it happens. Now on the UFO thing, I will say this. Wait a minute. What's the likelihood of this happening though? It's going to happen. Okay. It's just right away. Probably not. Before before we hop to UFOs real quick, for anyone listening, myself, that's 12 years old, can you please explain what the hell you just said? In in like one or two sentences, please. I'll I'll make it very, very easy for you. It is going to change the way we use and consume energy. It's going to make it cheaper. It's going Mm -hmm. to make it more accessible. It's going to make it stronger. And it's very likely the beginning of and the beginning i mean the fucking beginning day one of 
accessible quantum computing. Is this what the fuck I'm reading right now, Greg? I don't know what you're reading right now. Oh my, what the fuck in the book you gave me? Oh, uh, the uh, Isaac Asimov book? Yes. No, the the last question. He has no idea what he's reading. Oh no! Well, I started it last night. Finally, I've been like I've had this. He loaned me this book, and it's about oh at least oh you're talking about the quantum quantum computing in there. Yes, yes, yes. But we're very very far away from that. I was like, well, yes, yes, but I was like, wait a goddamn minute. But the the room the room temperature superconductor. The first thing it's going to do is people in Vegas are going to save a lot of money on their air conditioning. Right. Like that's going to be how it impacts humanity. So Nick, it's it's uh it's Iron Man, Iron Man's thing that he did. When, so, when, when he went into the into the water and put the put the conductor onto the the yes. energy thing. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. So it's it's going to be very very helpful for humanity because one of the things and I think that anybody who's ever been poor knows that it's hard to give a even a percentage of a shit about broader issues when you can't even get warm or cool down this is going to allow for people to cool down and get warm at a very very low cost and that's and what a lot of people especially the warming up i don't think people realize how many people die every year from just being cold Mm. way more people die from being cold than they do from 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 overheating Mm. significantly more by Mm -hmm. orders of magnitude so this is going to be a massive thing to help just humanity in general before we get into what kind of great things from an engineering or an ingenuity standpoint can we move forward with this on Mm -hmm. wow so that's the hope the hope is that they're accurate the hope is that they will in fact win the nobel prize and the hope is that people are going to have a better go about it because of it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. The things I learned on this podcast. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, we're going to save Davis. the alien talk for next time, though. We got to save it. We have to save yeah. it when we have the aerospace yeah. guy and we have. Yeah. Our, Let's do it. Uh, our we have Dante favorite calling conspiracy theory. Yeah. <laughs> Dante. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, Next week, we have a, another incredible guest, uh, our buddy Tebow, my buddy. I've known him for ages. Uh, auto body music, fantastic, uh, multi-instrument DJ and uh, performer as well. And uh, he's got a great story about how James Murphy was at his wedding. So we're going to include that. We're going to include uh-huh. that on the pod next week. Uh, and he'll be joining us. So... I think as long as there's not any outstanding comments, questions, concerns, we're good Listen, to Listen, fuck everybody that left the Pac-12. It's breaking my heart right now. <laughs> Oregon State is out there to dry right now. It, we're going to have a dope-ass season. It's just sad to see the Pac-12 go to nothing right now. It is a Pac-1.5. They just put a division sign between... One and yeah. two. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Basically. There's only four teams left. And it's so sad right now. Big Ten's gonna get interesting. 
Big Ten. The Big Ten. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the Big Forty-seven. Yeah, my uh, my yeah. IU Hoosiers are gonna somehow even be worse than ever before. So. Somehow, bro, they're gonna yeah. they're gonna turn Oregon and Michigan into a rivalry. And if we're going to end on the sports note, I'd like to say a few, I think, very inspirational things. Fuck Dallas. Okay, yeah. Fuck the Penguins. Okay, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Fuck the Yankees. Neek, 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 Nico, 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 Neek. Before we go, go Flyers. Go Flyers, go Sixers, go Phillies, go Eagles. Hey, listen. Davis out. Listen, the, the brawl that happened <laughs> a couple Shout days ago. Shout out to Liverpool brawls. Yeah. That, and and Tim, Tim Anderson, man. That, Tim that Anderson. Shout out to black people inventing uh, folding chairs. Tim Anderson got The Tim Anderson, up. Jose Ramirez brawl, that sums up Oof, the White Sox God whole damn. season. That's our whole season right there. Y'all gotta like I, I was watching it like, nah. and then it was bad. So. Nah, like I'm honestly, honestly, Tim, like it, it was, it was, bro. He hit him with a lucky shot. Sure. Tim, was Tim, down, hit him with I a lucky Tim, shot. Yeah, Tim, Tim had a couple chances. And... Tim had let a couple me... chances. Tim and Tim's not gonna back down. Let me we tell all, you, all, yeah, he didn't back down. He, Tim ain't he going. Tim first. ain't going to back down. So, let me tell you what they say. I've played hockey my entire life. I've been a goalie since I was five. That was they a hockey ref, wasn't it? That they, was ump in that they, game, huh? They don't, they don't ask how. They ask how many. They're not asking if that's a lucky shot. They're asking how many times did you knock Anderson the fuck out, and the answer is one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, he knocked him out with a lucky shot. Yeah, but again, they don't ask how. Hey, he got knocked yeah, out. Yeah. Hey, yeah, he got knocked out with a lucky shot. <laughs> that's, it. that's it. Point blank, period. Uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. And uh, everyone stay safe out there. Stay safe. We'll see ya. No brawls. No riverboat brawls, no brawls. please. No brawls. Peace. Peace. <laughs>